Welcome back to another episode of Meredith with a Y. I'm your host, Meredith Willits. And today I'm going to talk about what to do when you don't want to do anything, when you're just not feeling it. So stick with me. Hello, everyone. This is Meredith with a Y, and I am your host, Meredith Willits. Today we are going to go deep, changing lives, and I am giving you the keys to the castle. So, yeah, don't want to do anything, feeling stuck, don't want to go anywhere, don't want to accomplish that, don't want to get out of bed, sick of living this life, sick of doing the same thing every day, whatever it is, I don't know what it is. Today I was driving in my car and I'm like, I'm having a total nervous breakdown and I want to cancel all my appointments today. I don't want to put away the dishes. I don't want to go down in the basement and do laundry. Just I'm done. And my mind was getting, when I tell you the best of me, I mean, it was getting the best of your girl, Meredith. She was spiraling. And as I was driving around and the sun's out and it's truly the most glorious day that a person could ever conjure up. I checked myself and I said, uh, hey, lady, hey, lady in there, nothing is wrong with you. Your life is fine. Everything's good. What are you doing to yourself? And I just kept saying it. I just kept telling myself, you're okay. You're alive. You're healthy. Your kids are healthy. Your parents are alive and healthy. You have a husband that cares about you. But there was something that was knocking on my door. There was something. Was it the collective? I don't know. Was it the fact that I had an argument with my youngest daughter? Perhaps. Was it the fact that I had 4,000 things that I have planned to do today and I was getting ridiculously overwhelmed? That's a good possibility. Because when I went to pick up my husband's dry cleaning, I just sat in my car and called the telemarketer that's called me 7,000 times this week and said, hey, do not keep calling me. I responded to emails that I've been putting off. I sent the text that I just hadn't had the opportunity to send yet. I'm like, I got to just, this must be, this must be, this could be, this possibly is energy building. So I just sat in my car and accomplished stuff to at least take some stuff off of my plate. I feel that sometimes like when I know it's getting to be like paying the bill day because I pay the bills in our house, I can feel that energy like you better get up and pay those bills. You better get up and send the email. You better get, you better get, you better, don't forget you need to wash the kids' uniforms. And sometimes those lists in life, although necessary, that live in our brain or on a piece of paper or in our phone or at work, they can become very debilitating, which is the exact opposite of what you need at that moment. You're like, I've got all this to do. And the to do is what's killing me. The to do is incapacitating me for this forwardly motion. That's exactly what I need right now. And so I've noticed that the best thing to do in those situations is just knock things out one at a time. Sit in your car, send the email, the text, whatever it is. 
and knock it out one at a time. One foot in front of the other, in front of the other, in front of the other, which makes absolutely no sense. You would think that there'd be this to-do list and you're like, okay, let's just skip through it. Let's just knock her out. I've got all these things to do today. Let's get them done. Get her done. But instead, it freezes so many of us. It's overwhelming. Where do I start? Even if it's in my calendar, it is step-by-step, forwardly easy fashion of what to do next. It still sometimes just seems like this huge mountain that you need to climb. And there's no possible way to get to the top. But there is. One step at a time. I see this so often with clients And it could be, you know, like organizing a closet or starting a business or getting your kids to sleep in their own bed or quitting an addiction or breaking up with an abusive or, you know, non-supportive good partner or writing the book, you know, starting the podcast. And it freezes people from the forwardly motion, this hill that we see of our day, of what we want to accomplish, big, medium, or small, it seems so big. It seems so long. A really great example of the hill, the uncontrollably large monster of a hill is losing weight, getting in shape. I remember after I had Skylar, So let's see here. I was, I think, 26 when I had her. So just a few years ago, otherwise known as like 20, let's see, she's 20, almost going to be 24 this year. So 23 years ago, I had her November 2nd. And I remember seeing the Christmas pictures that year of myself. And so Cody was like, I don't know, two and Skylar was you know, just a little bit under two months old. And I looked like I had just, you know, eaten a couch and, you know, that's all right. You know, I just had a baby, whatever it is, what it is. I'm not bounce back girl. And I'm definitely not stay away from the refrigerator girl when pregnant. I mean, admittedly. And so I had a few pounds to lose. And so as I looked at those Christmas pictures, and I think we actually got family photos done And my face was swollen and poofy. And I just, you know, you you just, you just know when you're not where you want to be. Just, that's just it. And I remember saying to myself, and this goes with anything, weight loss, the book, the podcast, the new business, the closet, whatever it is. I remember saying to myself, by next Christmas pictures, By next year's Christmas family photos, I want to look completely different. I want to be so proud of my body and my health and where I'm at physically and in shape and so on and so forth. And I ended up losing 75 pounds. I'm sure I've talked about that on this podcast before, but I lost 75 pounds. I think I weighed like 226-ish when I had her. I'm five, nine and a half. And I got down to like right around 150, which for me, 150 is like a size four and five foot nine. So I was a rail, but I did it because I didn't say, oh my God, I need to lose 75 pounds. I just said, I'm giving myself a year. And in a year I can lose weight. 
a year I can get where I want to be physically. And when I started this podcast, I have worked with my podcast editor who I started this whole thing with Caroline over at wild home podcasting. Hi, Caroline. And when I wanted to start the podcast, it seemed like you need music, you need a title, you need artwork, you need chapters, you need shit to talk about, you need lions and tigers and bears. Oh my, you know, you're just so overwhelmed at all this stuff and a feed and a host and a editor and show notes. I mean, like, and just talking about that, you could break out in hives. Right. And so like, it's a lot, but Caroline swooped in because she's a stink pot. And she said, let's pick this. This is where you're going to find music. Go through that and pick music. And what do you want to do with your artwork? Here's a person that can help you with that. And what do you want to do as far as, you know, how do you want to set up your, your episodes and your series? And she broke it down into bite-sized pieces and she took the mountain down. And the same with the book that I'm working on with my friend, you know, it's like, all right, then we're going to work on this chapter. Then we're going to work on that chapter. And then when it's all done, we can go back and we can edit it. And so I want to write a book turns into let's just work on a chapter. Let's not get crazy. You know, I want to clean the kitchen. Let's just start with emptying the dishwasher. It's so important that we recognize it, that if we take whatever the project is that we are wanting to do, that we take it from, I want to write a book down to, let's just start with the title. Let's break it down into bite-sized pieces. I want to lose weight. Oh, well, let's, let's start with walking five days a week. Let's not worry about the number. You know, I want to, I want to become whatever it is. I want, I want a million TikTok followers. Okay, well, let's just start creating some content every day because the, the overwhelm, the mountain, it kills us. It stops us. It's too much. It's too big. I have friends. I know people that have over hundred pounds, maybe 200 pounds to lose. And I think that the majority of the time when you see someone that has huge amounts of weight to lose, or they put these huge goals in front of themselves that it just freezes you up and you just throw, you know, your hands up in the air and say, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. I'm never going to get there. And it keeps so many of us frozen in the state of overwhelm, the state of it's just too much. That's why mentorship is so huge is when you can see someone that's already done it, when you can see someone or talk to someone who's been there and they can break the steps down for you and create bite-sized pieces, manageable pieces, then now we've got action. Now it doesn't seem like such a huge mountain. Look at hoarders. You know, where do you even start with a hoarder? Which room? Which corner? Which pile? And so nothing happens because where do we even start? I'm really big on in my house, having a place to put everything and everything being in its place. And I think that it keeps me from getting to the state of overwhelm because I I can't function if I'm overwhelmed all the time. If, if there's too big of a project, like, like if the house gets way too crazy, like some people I know, they like, they live their life during the week. And then on Saturday they clean or pick up or whatever. I'm the make your bed every day kind of girl and hang your clothes up. And the only thing that I let grow legs is I do, I do laundry 
pretty much once a week on Mondays. And then I'm like literally housebound, no brush your teeth, no, you know, deodorant kind of girl on Mondays because I'm, you know, either doing appointments and laundry all day. And it's just like, that's what I do because I don't want to be up and down, up and down, up and down all the time doing laundry. It's too much. But other than that, I, I tend to try to do bite-sized pieces of life. So what I would ask you is, is what in your life do you want to accomplish or do you want to get to, or are you working on? But because of the fact that you've created this huge mountain in your mind of what it looks like or what it's going to entail, have you not done? I talked to countless women who are in abusive relationships and the idea of leaving is so overwhelming because they don't have support. They don't have money. They don't have anywhere to go. What am I going to do with the kids? How will I get a lawyer? Blah, 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 blah. All of that making complete and other, utter sense and is overwhelming. I know how to do this. But that over there, that leaving over there, that losing weight over there, that starting a business over there, writing a book over there, I don't know how to do that. That's, that's big stuff. I, I get that way sometimes when I drive down the highway and, you know, living in Chicago, there's, you know, humongous companies here, just huge companies. And I think to myself, someone started that company. Someone started that company and they were just like me. They started as a, a welder in a garage somewhere. And now they own this huge welding business. Like what is that weather? weather mat or something like that. There's a weather tech weather tech has their headquarters here in New Jersey. Where do I live? Chicago. And when you drive by their campus, I mean, it is a monster. And I think to myself, like someone started weather tech with like a floor mat, a floor mat or whatever the hell. And now it is a multi-million dollar business on, you know, hundreds of acres and employs thousands of people that make stuff that goes all over the world. And like that started with someone somewhere and they just took bite-sized pieces and chewed them up every single day and they're there. And so when I'm driving and I'm looking at these big businesses, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so overwhelming. Like, I can't even imagine renting a space that big. Like, how do you even like buy a building or rent a building that big? And then all that equipment. And, but if I were to intern for that company, I might be like, oh, this isn't that difficult. I have a friend, Coach Letha, Coach Letha J. Make sure we'll put her Instagram in the show notes. She once, I don't know if she interned or worked with a very, you know, someone you would know, like life coach or speaker. And they would do these engagements and, and they would do retreats. And she was like interning and working for them. And she's like, wait, these people don't know anything more than I do. She was able to see and experience and watch and learn the bite-sized pieces. She was privy to the pieces that took and made up what looked like weather tech on the side of the building, you know, on the side of the highway. She was able to see behind the curtain of it's not that complicated. I can do this. It is possible, which is like, you know, what, what college kids should be doing on internships. 
is learning and going to work for people in the business that they want to to take part in so that they can see behind the curtain and realize the bite-sized pieces that make up this big, overwhelming job, this big, overwhelming thing that they want to be involved in. And then they get to go there too. They get to see, you know, and, and what's so funny is I just keep seeing in my head, like so often too, we think that these people that run companies or that they're the vice presidents or senior VPs or COOs or whatever the thing is, we, we look at them with such, such awe sometimes it's like, Oh, I could never get there. Like that seems like, whew, they know a lot, which they do, you know, they got there. But at the same time, when you break down these big monumental tasks or goals, it's a lot easier to get there and removes that, that stuck. So often throughout the week, I talk to so many clients on appointment and, and so many people are saying, I, I, I feel like I'm at a crossroads. I feel like I'm stuck. Like me this morning, I felt stuck. I felt overwhelmed. I felt like I just wanted to just go back to bed, make it all go away, drive and just drive and drive and not have to deal with any of it. It's too much. And sometimes this life is too much. We're seeing a lot of people that feel overwhelmed. And it's important to remind yourself, I'm okay. I've got this. I can do this. You have to talk to yourself because the whole world is telling you a different story. The whole world is telling you you're not enough. You're not in good enough shape. You don't have enough money. You're raising your kids wrong. And so someone's got to tell you that you are enough. You are doing okay. Because when the whole world is telling you that you're not doing it okay, that you're not enough, you have to be your biggest cheerleader, the person that's pushing you, making it bite-sized pieces, either by way of a mentor or an internship or you know, listening to a podcast or reading a book about someone else that's done it like you, which is why like personal trainers are so great or nutritionists, they've been there. They know what, it's, what it takes. That's why they can help you break it down so that it doesn't seem so overwhelming. How do I go from eating chips and cookies and fast food all the time and get all the way over to health food? That is a monumental task. I don't even know where to start, right? How do I get from here to here? How do I get from not even writing to finishing a book? Get with someone that's written a book. Buy a book about writing a book. Break it down make it manageable. But I know right now there are people listening to me that have really big goals. They have really big ideas of things that they want to accomplish and they're not starting. I actually, my friend, Maddie Maple was just talking about this. She was going it from a different direction. Um, She was just talking about this on social media the other day at Maddie, M-A-D-I Maple. She's outstanding. She's a business coach. And she was on the Costa Rica retreat with me. And 
she was talking about so many people talk about like, well, I want to start a business and I want to write a book and I want to start a podcast and, you know, I want to get married and live in the suburbs, whatever the thing is, right? I want to go on a backpack through Europe, whatever your thing is, right? I want to do this, but then they don't do it. And so what her call out was the other day was, but do you really, or do you just like talking about it? Because she then broke it down and she said, is getting up at 7 a.m. hard to go to work? Yes. But what if you're getting up at 7 a.m. to go to a music festival or on a vacation to Bali? Is it as difficult to get up at 7 a.m. to go do the fun stuff as it is to go to work? Right. And so she was like, do you really want it bad enough to do what it takes? Do you really want it? Because if you really did want it, you would be excited about it. Like for me, sometimes scheduling wise, it's not always easy for me to schedule in recording a podcast because of appointments and kids and driving and all the other things. And as I was just sitting here trying to record a podcast, here comes the lawnmowers and, you know, there's dogs barking and so on and so forth. So sometimes it's difficult, but I always want to do it. And so I figure out a way to make it happen because it's a priority for me. I, I like doing it. I'm excited about it. I make it happen. I like going for my daily walk when I get it in. It's excite. I make it happen. I put those gym shoes on. I take the dog. We get the poop bag. We got the whole thing. We're going. We're listening to the AirPods, you know, the whole thing. I'm in it, right? And so ask yourself, am I not doing it because it's too big and I haven't broken it down into bite-sized pieces. I haven't done the homework that it takes to accomplish this. Or do I just not want it and it's an old dream? It's an old idea, but I've held on to it for so long. It's been such a theme of my life that how do I not do it at this point? When you listen, this is a great example of this too, is you know, when you talk to kids and they're like freshmen and sophomore in, in high school and their parents went to like Duke or, you know, Yale or they went to like Stanford. And so you ask the kids, a freshman, sophomore, and you're like, oh, we're going to go to college when you get older. Or you're like, Duke, I'm going to Stanford, like for real. And you're like, oh, that's great. Right. And so then they go to visit the college or, you know, they find out what it takes to get into that college. And maybe they're like, yeah, don't want to so much work that hard for the next four years or yeah, didn't really like the campus or whatever, but they've been telling everybody, right? They've been telling everybody that they're going to Duke. And so, but now it's shifted. Maybe they don't have the grades. Maybe they don't have the extracurriculars. Maybe they don't have the, the test scores to get into that. But now what do you do? Because you've been running around telling everybody you're going to Duke, right? Oh my God, I have the best marriage ever. I love it. Like we, we just watched that with uh, the one gal who uh, wrote the book, Girl, Wash Your Face, which by the way, is still a good book, I think. But she, she wrote that book and it was all, you know, my marriage, my marriage, my marriage. And then, you know, we see this, it's, you know, the theme, right? We, we see this all the time. My God, I had the best marriage ever. And then it's like a year later, it's like, yeah, he's been cheating on me for six months and we've been like trying to work it out, but it's not going to work out. So we're going our separate ways and conscious uncoupling. Blah, blah, blah. And so it's like, 
well, but what do we do? Because we've been telling everybody we have such a great marriage. And so what do you do when you've been telling everybody that you're going to open up a salon or a car dealership, or you want to start your own business and in your gut, in your, in your inner knowing, you're like, yeah, I've been telling people that for 20 years, but I, I'm not feeling it anymore. And because of public opinion, because of people around you, how do you say, I thought I wanted to do that, but I don't want to do that. I talk about that all the time with, you know, past life regression. I think past life regression and QHHT hypnosis is the coolest thing known to mankind. I am not a huge fan of actually doing them because I don't like sitting in a dark room for five hours and rely on this person being going under hypnosis. It's just not fun for me. I'd rather talk. I'd rather be in regular appointment for 30 minutes, 60 minutes, get in, get out, move on. And so what if, but I spent all this money learning how to do this. What if I was more worried about public opinion or people, people's judgment of me. And so I just kept doing the hypnosis and doing something and not being true to myself. You know, it's important that you have this, these talks, these check-ins with yourself and ask yourself, do I really enjoy this anymore? Do I really like doing this? Is this still fun for me? Is this still a good time? Is this still feeding my soul? Or maybe I've been talking about this for 20 years, but it's not really my thing anymore. That was 20 years ago I started this dream. And you know what? Now I don't want to do it anymore. Now it doesn't seem fun. I grew apart from it. I grew away from who I was 10, 5, 20 years ago, whatever. And so that's why I haven't done it yet. I think it's so important that we be honest with ourselves. I think it's so important that we have these come to Jesus calls and talks with ourselves and say, hey, do I still want to do the thing? Why am I dragging my feet? Why haven't I started it yet? I mean, it's every day that you hear someone talking about the fact that they started a business with four cents. You know, and granted, is that normal? Is that easy? No, but people find a way every single day to make shit happen. And so if you're not making shit happen, go back to the drawing board and ask yourself, do I still want this? Is it manageable? How do I start? What's keeping me from starting? What do I need to start? And when am I going to start? I always like telling everybody that something's going to happen because it forces you, it forces your hand to stay on track to keep your, you know, to keep your word to yourself, to keep your word to yourself, because that's the, the worst, that's the worst one you could break is a promise you made to yourself. That's the worst promise because that's the promise that you know you made. And when you go to bed at night, you're the one who knows you didn't keep that promise to yourself. And that's where you start in that worthless self-esteem, low self-esteem, mentality. Because when you keep a promise to yourself, even if it's for just taking one step today, I'm going to the library. I'm going to buy a book on this, you know, a bookstore. I'm going to go on Amazon, whatever it is. And I'm going to figure out what's the first step in doing whatever it is that I want to do after you realize, do I even still want to do this? I think that not doing something because you don't want to do it anymore is more honorable 
than doing something that you don't want to do. And I tell you, I see this in appointment all the time. People will like go to undergrad, go to law school, graduate, pass the bar, zero desire to be a lawyer. I have clients that have gone to medical school, no longer want to be doctors. I mean, 12 years of schooling, boom, don't want to be a doctor. And it's not like they forgive your loans just because you don't want to go into the field, P.S. And so, I mean, how do you come to grips with the fact that you realize I don't want to do this and everyone's watching me graduate from medical school and graduate from law school or get a degree in business and you really don't, you want to be a beautician or, you know, you go to school for X and you don't want anything to do with that field anymore, but everyone's watching. And this is why it's so important to listen to your inner self first and say, do I want to still do this? I do it with my myself all the time. Do I still like doing appointments? Do I still want to do the podcast? Do I still want to be doing this every day? And as of right now, I, I can't undo who I am. It's just who I am. At this point in the game for me anyways, what I do is part and parcel to who I am. There's no separating it. There's no undoing it. I don't know how to not be me. I don't know how I would just like wake up and go work in like, I don't know, a clothing store or I don't even, I can't even, my brain won't even go there. I think I'd be really good going back and working as a cashier at like a grocery store though. Like I loved working at a grocery store. It's like, bing, bing, bing. Hi, how are you? I'm going to talk to you all day. Something like that, where I was just like talking to people all day. I would do that. But just working all day? No. I have to be talking and interacting with human beings in some way, shape or form. But it's important to check in and be like, hey, am I still on the right path? Because you're no good to anybody if you don't like what you're doing. Turn the steering wheel. You're creating imbalance in yourself. You're creating illness. You're creating anxiety and depression and misery. You're creating chaos and animosity and frustration. You got to be honest with yourself. And then once you're honest with yourself, figure out where you're headed and how you're going to get there one bite at a time. And the fact that you have to listen to this is because of the fact that I was like freaking out this morning because my day seemed like a giant freaking fat ass elephant that I had to eat today in one fell swoop instead of breaking it down into bite-sized pieces that were manageable for me to handle. And so instead of eating the elephant one bite at a time, the damn thing just sat on me and almost crushed me to death because that is what overwhelm feels like. That is what not breaking it down feels like. So figure out what's going on in your life that you need to break down because you can do this. We all can do this. That's what overwhelm is. When you look at the big, huge picture of what needs done. Oh, debilitating. It's debilitating. Anxiety, depression, frustration, overwhelm, low self-esteem. All the good chunky ones come up when you're not in line. Thank you guys so much for listening to me again this week. As I dump on you, you can send me an invoice for being <laughs> my therapist sometimes on this podcast, allowing me to walk through it all because, you know, that's what it is, right? We're just walking. We're all walking each other through life. We're all walking each other home, right? And you guys are no different for me. You're all walking me home every single week. And I really appreciate you. So if you know someone that needs this podcast, please send it to them. 
and check out the show notes for Letha and Maddie Maples Instagram. Go follow them. They're really awesome, inspirational, especially if you need a business coach or manifestation coach. They're both great. And again, so my uh, retreat that I'm going to be doing October 13th through 16th in Pennsylvania that's coming up. The website for that is glow, G-L-O-W hyphen retreat.com, glow hyphen retreat.com. That'll be in the show notes as well. So check that out. Get your seat as soon as possible. Um, there are three options, hotel rooms, in rooms, or a day pass. If you have a group, maybe you want to get an Airbnb or maybe you live nearby, but go check that out and, you know, buy your, buy your retreat as soon as possible because Letha and my friend Valerie Inez, they're also co-hosting this with me. So if you think about it, there's only about 75 spots total. And so divide that by three. The Meredith spots are only about 33, roughly, actually less than that. So there's not many Meredith spots. All the prices are double occupancy. So plan on bringing a friend. And if you don't bring a friend, guess what? I went to a whole other country without a friend and slept double occupancy. And it was a life-changing, beautiful experience. So don't poo-poo it. You never know who you might meet your like next life best friend in the whole wide world. So um, be open to new things. Be open to new experiences. Check out glow-retreat.com. Come join me um, October 13th through the 16th. Daily yoga, all meals included, the whole thing. So go check that out. And I will see you guys here next week. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening. If you would like to connect on a more personal level, head over to MeredithWillets.com or on Instagram at Meredith with a Y for behind the scene footage and outtakes. Please subscribe and come back each week for more Meredith with a Y. Thanks again for listening. Cheers.